new for 96 with your hosts Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. table back oh my god i'll be so excited i love this table and i haven't been able to use it in such a long time as it was meant to be used as mm-hmm. an accessory table uh it sounds looks so quiet i'm sure it'll be fine we can boost it are we gonna boost it yeah we're gonna boost it we're gonna turn up the boost turn up the boost <laughs> um i don't know about that hang on we're at 0. 0.5 bar if I keep drinking, it'll be one bar. <laughs> it's point eight oh two eight two. What is the legal limit? Point oh eight. Point oh eight bar. <laughs> so yeah, point oh eight bar. We should know this. <laughs> oh no, we uh, can't put that on the air at I'm all. I'm lifting tonight and every night. I feel like you can't use the word lift as a. I know a verb it's very it frustrating. Sense. Yeah, no one knows what that means. I know because it's already a verb. It's already a word. It's yeah. stupid. It's like what you're gonna take a you're gonna take a British elevator. Yeah, you're gonna lift something. Yeah, you, what that box? Do you even lift? Uh, yeah. <laughs> why is that? Why is that not a tagline? I mean, granted, it is like a first year ad student tagline, but mm-hmm. somewhat they should have gone through it. They should have. Yeah, but it didn't quite work out. They should have asked us. Uh, yeah. Um. No. Hang on. Let me see. I'm gonna adjust. Oh God. Slightly here. Uh, Oh, God, that just rubbed the furry part of the microphone into my mouth. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. too it was, much. Sorry, that was uh, misleading. That was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> so, didn't want All right, to think let's otherwise. start this thing here. I guess. Hang on a second here. <laughs> Do you remember that first episode of Frasier? Or not the first episode, but where they revisit his first episode. Yeah, I actually of the show. watched it. Uh, alarmingly recently. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Was it enjoyable? Oh, this is the one with the. Um, was this the missing tape episode? No, no, it was. It was earlier. Um, and yeah, Roz is like thinking it's not going to last more than two weeks or whatever, and she tries to get transferred. And oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he has a different thing besides I'm listening. He's yeah. like, you know, what's good, what's happening, or something yeah. weird. It's yeah, terrible. Um, I just like in all of that, like. I know this is really stupid, but the way that the dog reacts, because it's such a well-trained... I'm yeah. just obsessed with dogs right well, now. Okay, well, yeah. they really they really uh, leaned heavily on the physical dog comedy in the first like two seasons. They did. In a way that it never came up again. No. And the dog was good. The yeah, dog that was Moose. It was Moose. Yeah. They went through six Moose's. No, they didn't. They did. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Because the first moose died. And they replaced it with his son, Enzo, and that was it. Then Enzo the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Through Enzo the fifth. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Fine, whatever. There was Um, two dogs. Fine, I guess there were two dogs. Cutting this out, except for the part where I was right. I don't think so. Or leaving that in. There's no fact checking on this show. You know that. Uh, I do. Oh, my God. Anyways. um, Welcome to another episode of... New for 96. Are you keeping that as the intro? I guess. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, we, Kevin, if you 
thought was a little bit off the last few episodes because that I ran out of peanut butter nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have returned from Costco with a pallet yeah. um, of nuggets, and Kevin feels right again. I can feel the salt crystals coursing through my veins. Oh, my God. Yes, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's not even real peanut butter. It's like peanut butter like <laughs> filling so <laughs> peanut butter style feeling yeah. filling uh yeah much like this is um scotch style whiskey scotch style irish whiskey yeah it's barrel, not actually scotch we're, barrel aged we're drinking uh jameson this week uh black this barrel the black barrel because named after the pirate yeah because i realized that we were out of whiskey fuel which is normally like limited 12 uh, and so I'd run to the nearby liquor store and picked up the best, least expensive thing they had, Thank which you. was a bottle of uh, Jameson, yeah. um, but not the normal Jameson, the black label, which yeah. is black and it tastes um, very similar to the normal one. It's almost indistinguishable. I don't know about that. It's um, jauntier. Yeah. Yeah. A jaunty whiskey. Yeah. We got a lot of things on our uh, topics today. Yeah, say it with less excitement. <laughs> oh, we got we got things. We got things. Yeah, there's things here. Yeah, this week, what if we talked in like newscaster voices? Uh, Motor Week voice is the original premise of the show. Yeah, Motor Week <laughs> with John McCauley. Yeah, and John Wynn. Uh, oh, that's how we should have introduced ourselves. That's what the thing already did. I know. The thing we added in. The thing, the me thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't have the list pulled up. Oh, yeah. What's our first topic? Okay. Uh, well, there's this guy at my gym. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, like I said, I don't know if this is appropriate content for no, public airways. I, it's a car recommendation. Oh, my I don't God. know what you're talking about. So, I've got it. I've got it. Uh, okay. So, there's this guy at my gym. He was at my former gym. This yeah. is a long thing, but yeah. it gets down to a car recommendation. And uh, so for the last two years, I would sometimes see him mm. and he would ask me, like sometimes he would ask me to type a message or email for him or something on his phone. Like he was older uh, and I think he had, I think he had me, I don't know if he had a coordination impairment or he was just, did you have to not know technology, but I would have to type things. He'd say, can you type this message for me Did on my you, phone? Wait, so you had to... Like type in T nine. No, it texting. was it was an iPhone. Are you sure? Yeah, because I wouldn't touch a Samsung, and yeah. it was not a T nine. So uh, he would say, "No T nine, like, like the texting, like like, like uh, where you would have to hit like." Yeah, I'm aware. Time. I was okay. really good All at right. that. I was really good was at texting because really... you could you could text and drive with a Nokia and not even take your eyes off the road because it yeah. was all by muscle memory. Amazing. It yeah. was. It was a it was a better time. It really was. Um, so I think he just saw me as a nerd and was like, hey, are you good with phones? Um, are you there? I'm yeah. a nerd. <laughs> and, uh, but these messages were always like really personal. Like, yeah. like, like, like about his inability to ch- pay child support or oh. him trying to get out of child oh, support. No. Okay. Or, or it would be like, I'd be, call, I'd be texting or emailing a lawyer about oh my said God. child Wait. support. Wait, um, you were typing these out for him? Yes. What? Yeah, because it was just start off very innocuous. It only happened like a couple times, but um, why are you going to premise why you were like his stenographer? Because I was the nerd that was good at phones. 
Okay. He would ask me. And then Mm. after that, he'd be like, hey, Kevin. I'm like, hey, Dwayne. And we'd fist bump. And then I was like, oh, okay. And so. I don't know if I like this knowledge of your life outside of this podcast. (laughs) And so, anyway, he told me he's 60, which is hard to believe. But um, it was made very surprising when he later tried to sell me drugs. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, a few months ago, anyway. He was, I think this was the last thing. I didn't do this for him. He was asking if I could like buy something expensive for him and he would pay me and then it wouldn't show up on the credit card mm-hmm. for the, uh, it wouldn't raise red flags, raise red flags for the people looking at his child support payments. Like big screen TVs and DVD players. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was electronics. But anyway, uh, so last time I saw him, uh, I changed gyms to a different gym recently, but bef- the last time I saw him a couple of months ago. I was in the 9-11 mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Yeah. And he saw me in the parking lot. And yeah. he was like, oh, hey. And he stopped me and he said, uh, you know, we talked about, he's like, oh, so you know cars. It's like, oh, you know phones. Yeah. It's like, hey, so. Cars or Carl? Cars. Hmm. He says, uh, you know, are you shopping for a, I, I would like a new, I'm looking for a car. I'm looking for, like, if you see a, if you see a good car, let me know. That yeah. was it. That was the entire thing. He was like. He was like, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something cool and that's good and maybe like nine to ten thousand dollars, but not too fancy because of how it would look to the parties watching him over the child support. Mm. Um, he was, and also he was getting into like a minimum four year old Tacoma, yeah. which is valuable, yeah, and uh, totally fine. So he gave me his phone number mm-hmm. and he asked me very sincerely yeah. if I see a nice car to yeah. let him know. So what car should Dwayne buy given well, okay, zero wait. parameters? What what do you think in his mind constitutes nice? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I told him his Tacoma was a very sought after vehicle and he like didn't seem aware of that. Hmm. So do you think that he falls prey to uh badge just like badge um uh, prestige like that acura still looks fancy to him probably hmm. yeah okay which of course like we would never recommend no. an acura or its brother in arms infinity oh yes um unless uh maybe a first gen g35 like Although it's not what I would recommend, but no. I would consider that be okay. maybe okay. Anyways, what would you recommend? That's so loaded though, because I, well, nice I, I literally nice I mean so have no many. idea. I'm hoping you'll say something that I can build off because I have no idea. Does he want reliable? Is he okay with unreliable? Like I'm, I think it's got to be like because he's not a car person, so he probably doesn't want to be at the shop every other week, right? And I think it's just like a slightly prestigious vehicle, maybe a little bit. But since he's he's not a car person, that means that he's not gonna look at an older car, like an old one twenty four Mercedes or something. No, as no, like, no, no, as cool. No, I think it has to be in the last like fifteen. So years. that means the most luxury and prestige you can get for essentially the least amount of money. But I think Mercedes might be too much prestige. Oh yeah, yeah. Even if it's a oh. terrible resale car, it looks bad for the child support. I know this maybe is a little bit. Uh, on the nose for a future topic, but like a Land Cruiser. Oh yeah, um, or an LX four seventy. But he's unaware of the Tacoma slight prestige. So LX four seventy be... because it's a Land Cruiser basically, yeah. but um, it's a little bit. It's 
you know, it's nice mm-hmm. and it has a prestige badge, but it's not like overly overly nice. But maybe if he's worried about image, then a luxury mark is not the way to go. So it, what is a nice... Well, so a Land Cruiser would be that, but if he doesn't view like uh, that as um, appropriately nice, then... Ooh, hmm. Good question. A Mazda Millennia. Ooh, people's, good. People's badge, but luxury comforts. Yeah. Hmm. Even though that is extremely old now and you'll never find one. Oh, you know what? Like an LS. An LS 400. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm thinking? Like, um, here's what I'm thinking. And I don't know what these go for, but I mm. bet you could find one for 10 grand. Yes. A Cadillac XTS. Oh, no. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. This isn't for me. Why? This is for Dwayne. But explain to me the rationale. It's a it's like a old world prestigious brand. Mm. Old world. Like really old world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like you'd have to be 80 to appreciate that as a prestige brand. This isn't a DTS. It's an XTS, so it's at least like a little bit modernized. Sure. Um, and you get a lot of things. Yeah. And not a good platform, but you don't need one because that's not what you're looking for. I guess. Oh, I will go a step further than that and say because Cadillac may have a prestige look to it, but I think that you might be able to look at like a GMC, like a Yukon Denali. Oh, that's pretty good. So I don't know if you can get a Yukon Denali for uh, 10 grand. Maybe. I'm sure some generation. Yeah, uh, I'm sure some generation. You, it's a GM. Must, it will crest 10,000 and below yeah. <laughs> like at some point in its life. Uh, but it's it's better than a Chevy or more prestigious than a Chevy, um, but not flashy like an Escalade. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a good answer. I so, like that. So Yukon Denali, although yeah. I'm curious about why he chose, did you say a Tacoma? Yeah, a Tacoma. Cause that's a very specific choice. Cause that was yeah. expensive to buy, uh, because he could have gotten, um, like a GM Colorado or a Ford. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, for less money. So something must've drawn him to that truck specifically yeah so maybe he does value quality and history i don't uh, know well the gm's gonna be a bad choice yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll send him on his way okay with his gmc yeah gmc um, denali so moving on yes uh i we both did something recently and i said you should do this and it actually came together mm-hmm, perfectly mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. both drove the Porsche Taycan we Turbo. We did, yeah. And we actually same haven't, one. We haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about off it. Off the pod. We have not shared We haven't shared anything. About it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to hear, what was your experience? Like, we won't name the dealer or anything, but no. we both we both did a test drive. Yeah. I had like a whole ruse. Did you? I had a little bit of a... Because I here's the thing. Bit, I think I, I didn't need to. I did have a ruse too, but only because they started it out that way. As well. So, you know, test driving this cars. This is what I want to hear. This is what we're doing. Okay. So, because I showed up there. I actually went to go test drive a different car. And on the way back, um, the dealership was convenient in there. And sitting out front was uh, the Taycan. And uh, so, I was in... Actually, I had taken the Celsius. And I 
originally did have a plan to go test drive the the, the Taycan, but I thought that I would take the Carrera just to ease any tension that I was just a joyrider. Um, yes, I had the same thought. I don't yeah, know if it helped. I but it just by way of um, chance and convenience, I did not have the 911 with me, and it's, I was instead in the Celsius. And so I pulled up, and that drew its own sort of, um, I guess, uh, identification as... Really? Yeah, because they, they it looked like an old LS, but I was on the other side. I was oh, on the right yeah. side. So they noticed that, and the uh, salesperson who came out, uh, you know, we talked about the car, like the Celsius a little bit, and um, we ended up, you know... I was I went over to the Taycan. I was like, oh, I didn't know these were out already. And uh, they asked, you know, are you you looking for an EV? And I was like, uh, maybe. You know, I'd consider it one day. And then we just kind of went off from there. So I, but it it seemed it was almost like a leading witness type of thing, like in mm-hmm. court, where they were like, we really want you to answer in a certain way. And so I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also had like a Tesla um, Model S, but it was like a customer car. I was oh. parked right behind it. Oh, weird. Yeah. So we ended up talking about the Tesla because this person used to work for Tesla as well. And so, and we had like about 10 minutes because we were waiting for someone else to finish a test drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had to chat about some things. We ended up chatting about Tesla. And I don't know if this is like part of the directive, and I'm pretty sure it is, but they immediately went to the defensive about uh, the media claims that the range is uh, not oh, as advertised. And I this is unprompted. I did yeah. not bring any of this up. I just said, like, oh, you know, if I did ever consider one, you know, I thought about maybe a Model S, like a used one or something like that, um, blah, 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 blah. And so they didn't went go as far as, like, to put down Tesla. Uh, but um, any criticism that i put forth like oh you know it's basically the same car as it was in 2012 well i had the same dealer guy okay and i think he had i I think on behalf of the company he was not putting down tesla but on a personal level Mm -hmm. he was not backing down from yeah having misgivings about tesla so they are definitely uh being proactive about pushing the image of the car out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that they were already delivering these cars as well. So yeah. uh, so this was the Taycan Turbo S with no, no Turbo. No, no S. Oh, was it? It's not, not the S? S. Okay, so it was just a Turbo. Yeah. Uh, it was black on black on black. Yes. Um, so not a particularly good color to show off the lines of the car, but it was the demo they had. Yes. Um, and... Um, Getting into it, I mean, it, it obviously feels extremely, you know, this is all the same things you'll hear. Like, it feels extremely familiar. All the switch gear, the seating position, the seats, like... Well, all the switch, a lot of the switch gears from the 992. Yeah. Directly, uh, like the door, everything mm-hmm. on the doors. Yeah. Um, and uh, the gear selector even, I think. Yeah, yeah. But everything down to, like, the power seat switches, the power yeah. window switches... Uh, I mean, it has it's uh, the two screen thing is proprietary to the Taycan, but yeah. um, the digital gauges, etc. Anyways, um, so it felt familiar getting into it. I liked how small the interior was. Yeah, like it's really tight on the inside. It looks or it feels much smaller on the inside uh, for better uh, than it looks on the outside. 
Um, and it gives you more of a sensation that you're in more of like a sports car than in a big sedan of some kind. Yes. Well, especially because uh, the visibility is poor. It's quite terrible. It's not very, so, yeah, it's very gunslit. Like the, the pillars are big. Yeah. At least it's not, not so much the front, but out of the back yeah. and the sides. Like yeah. The I mean, it's just like, big. it's just like any other kind but, of sporty modern car. I mean, car. I found it a little bit more, I found it a little bit worse. I think it didn't help that it was just like so dark. Like if you opted for the black interior, um, yeah. it, you know, like nowadays I feel like cars are introducing two tone more often, but this is just straight up black interior. Yeah. It even had the, it had the, um, glass roof, but that didn't help, no. uh, for some reason. I think it was because it was super tinted. Um, but that aside, I mean, like that's not a huge complaint. Like it was a nice place. I mean, definitely a nice place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very comfortable. And that curved, uh, gauge cluster of the screen. Oh, it's, yeah. It's really so cool. cool. It's really cool. So cool. And, um, I mean, it works just like a Tesla. Like you get in, the car knows you're in, it's on, you go, um, and so here's my thing is that I like the take on, I like the idea of it before I even drove it because I kind of got what Porsche was going for with this car, that it was not necessarily a direct model S competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, like as in like, this is supposed to be a mass market people pleaser. Uh, even if the Tesla is 120, it can be $120,000. Uh, like, it's not the same. This is meant more to elicit emotion mm-hmm. uh, by way of driving experience versus the Tesla, which derives emotion from novelty and silence and technology. Uh, so, you know, as is evidenced by like when you put your foot down in Sport Plus mode, um, it gives you that that noise and i i know that it's yeah. piped yeah. but it's it, cool it's really cool it's, that is like what the 918 sort of makes yeah in electric mode it's so cool yeah like it's, it's cool. so futuristic sounding yeah and even it's not a roar of an engine it is instead just like it's like a warp turbine drive or like yeah, yeah, yeah you can't even describe it but um like it's so different and you know i mean it's gonna have a similar feeling to model s when you mash it it's just it pins you in the back of your seat, like. But I think that noise factor mm-hmm. is part of what does it, and it does have good steering. Like I, yeah. for electric steering and for... well, so it's the electric steering from the nine nine two. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it, like from what I understand, and that's why, like, it is interpolating things yeah. pretty well and and simulating it pretty well. Yeah, I I thought in the short stint that I had with it, and yeah. just kind of what I could do with the car uh, in that short stint. It was it was a decent feeling. It did not give the sensation of it's just there to move the car from side to side. Yeah. Um. So, you know, my conclusion on the car is that it's really interesting. And if you're not just looking for something that gets you as far as possible one way, then this is, I think, a far better option, especially if uh, money obviously is not an object because it is considerably more than the Model S. Uh, and if you're trying to con- compare it to the Model S, but that's the thing is I don't know that there is a an equivalent competitor right now to this car because it right. is not it's not the same. Uh, this is I think this is meant to be more like what an AMG does for you, where 
it just gives you all the right feels Mm -hmm. uh and it gives you that immediate sense of satisfaction Mm -hmm. um and it's not again it it may not be although now it's debatable because of these uh, car and driver uh, performance numbers and again those are kind of marginal differences but I think this just gives you... Actually, it doesn't matter because the numbers don't matter. Like, it's the feel of the car. Like, if you're using this as a daily commuter and also the salesperson uh, did push that fact. Like, yes, yes, we don't get as much range as the Tesla, but that's not the point. Like, yeah. you probably have another car. Uh, well, he said, he said, if it's more than, like, three hours, you're probably flying. Yeah. And I'm, like, thinking... And I'm, like, I, like I'm thinking... I know this isn't for me and yeah. I know that like me, I'm the weirdo cause I'll drive four hours away yeah, to yeah. go for a drive. Right. But like, it's sad that like that they don't consider that their customer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, we, we go, we, we go on long drives. I will to say drive. like the, uh, the brand new Porsche demographic is most certainly different from Absolutely. the used and vintage. Absolutely. It just sucks to be reminded of that. Yeah. Because just, like, because it was hammered in like, well, you probably have other cars, right? So that's yeah. what you would use to use for uh, long drives if you needed it. Uh, yeah. And But anyways, uh, I, for me, um, I mean, I don't know if I ever see a Taycan even used when they're like $30,000, dollars $40, if that would be a, uh, appealing to me. But if I had to choose an electric car right now, like, I don't know, like a fully electric vehicle. I don't know. That's pretty good. Like, it's a pretty good yeah. option. I mean, yeah. aside from the fact that it has the brand cachet and the history, like behind the brand, at least, I mean, not the car, but uh, I like that. And I like that it is designed to mimic certain sensations from other cars that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it's not, I guess at the end of the day, it's not numb. Right. Right. So that's my take on it. Yes. What about yours? Uh, well, it's been a while since I drove a Model S, uh, so it's hard to compare back to back, but I definitely think it felt there was a more of a weightiness to it, yeah. which was bad in some ways and good in others. Yeah. Like it felt, uh, it felt, it felt more planted, mm-hmm. but also like the, everything is heavier. Like the spring is stiffer, stiffer on the, on the throttle pedal, yeah. the accelerator pedal, like the spring was stiffer. So you feel like there's this more there's, substantial thing. Yeah. yeah. But there, but there's a more substantial thing. And so it, it does feel like it does feel heavier. I remember a Tesla feeling, but also I think that Tesla is, I think it's, it's, I think it's artificially kind of every, it made to feel light. It's meant to remove it's you. It's yeah, meant to remove yeah. you. Like you want to, in a Tesla in theory, and I don't know if this is a design directive, but it's meant to make you feel removed. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. But but um, yeah, I mean, what's cool about the Taycan is it has all of this, like every chassis trick in the book that Porsche yeah. uses on the GT cars. Yeah, like yeah. The, probably the rear wheel steering and the PASM and, and all this stuff to make it, it the chassis work. It feels like it's doing something. Yeah. Which is great. Like, I think that's such a, that's the difference there. I just, anyways, continue. So... There's, we we had it we we put it in range mode. Did you do that? And oh, uh, like the ego. Yeah. So the weird thing about this, not. I've never experienced this in a car. But yeah. we were on the feeder, and so this this mode only uses the front motor and front axle to Brake. reduce inefficiency. Oh. So it's only you're only getting power from the front hmm. to make it like a better for oh, cruising for okay. maximizing range. Yeah. And we were on the feeder, and I accelerate and it hits a wall at fifty five. Oh. And I'm thinking, is it 
why what I was like, is it because I'm in this mode? And he said, No, like it's it's using the GPS to limit you. So if we were on the highway, it would limit you to eighty-five in this mode. So you're not wasting like so you're not like inadvertently speeding and being inefficient. And I've never oh. I've never had this happen. Like I've always heard of like in the GTR where it like it keeps the well yeah, it keeps the top speed limited yeah. unless you're on a racetrack and then yeah. it knows. This is like in the real world, huh. it's very, it's very big brothery, I guess, in a weird way. But it's also yeah. like I don't know. It, it was a weird sensation because yeah. we were going fifty-five on the feeder, which was probably ten over. But it was like, yeah. it's weird that that's it. Just stops me. I'm not, yeah, that is weird. Um, based on the GPS. Yeah. Um, I did try that because I kept it in basically Sport Plus the entire time. Oh, that's yeah. We he was switching different modes and stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a part, there's a corner on the stitching on the leather dash, and I'll post a picture, but it there's an edge, and it really, really bugged me. And I looked at, I found pictures of it in the other materials, and yeah. it's not as bad, but the leather, there's like a weird corner on oh, the where stitch they had right make next to like, curve. Right, yeah, and it's it's a mm. weird point, uh, and I really didn't like it. Yeah. Um, it does say, it does sound uh, 918-y when you're accelerating, yeah. which is cool. Um, there was a 918 too, uh, parked like behind it, behind the Tesla. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, I mean it's it's an electric car with Porsche details and chassis tuning. Yeah. Uh, it felt heavier than I expected, but more solid than I yeah. expected. Um, visibility was worse than I imagined. Yep. Um, I haven't driven a current Panamera, so I don't know. It might be probably similar. Yeah. Um. He said that the battery can be serviced, and that's like unique to the car. Okay. I don't know if that's true. Like, as in, like, instead of like what Tesla does, where they swap out batteries, they you service the battery that came with the car. Uh, evidently, they can service individual cells. Because maybe it's the Porsche thing, where in the future, like thirty years from now, bat on bat will be a, a numbers matching take on with. Uh, matching chassis and matching battery. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, the salesman was talking about how the dealership's customers of all vehicles like generally don't keep up a car past like four years or maybe in extreme cases, six oh, or seven. I did, he went down to the, yeah. the demographics. So I don't like, I don't think the Taycan is quite like disposable, but it does seem like the yeah. service after those first five years are kind of like someone else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is one thing I can't imagine. Like it is so motorized, and there's so many. Like everything is electronic. Like, yeah. Ooh, I I can't imagine. Well, like I mean, that's everything. That's everything. I guess so. Yeah, but I maybe the, it's just more like a new car thing. Where, but by by the time these are, as you said, but when they're like thirty or forty grand, like yeah. there's going to be the Taycan Seven. It's just like the. It's just like the. Yeah, and if you wouldn't want an one, iPhone 3G right no, now, or if you, but I think serviceability. It's probably the same, similar to like if you bought a thirty thousand dollar Panamera now. Yeah. Um, so I posted like a story, like a just a post of like yeah. the start button on the left. Was yeah. it was the start button on the left yeah. or the? Yeah. Okay. Um. And Kevin Reese, who we know, he uh, he commented, and he was like, "This is the beginning of all cars becoming electric gadgets." And it really hit me, yeah, because I know it's true, but it really just like struck a chord with me because this is like, this is the beginning of the end of cars, like as we know it, like enthusiast cars. Yeah, and it's not going to be over tomorrow, 
or the next year or the year after, but we now we know like what it's going to look like, what it's going to resemble. Like yeah. f- put it this way, Porsche now has there is a they have an annual 911 budget and an annual Taycan budget. And yeah. every year, like the electrics division is going to get more money and the yeah, 911 probably. division is going to get less. Because there's going to be an electric Porsche SUV soon, I'm sure. Yeah. The, like, it's my, Macan. They've already announced the electric oh, there Macan. You go. The, next, so, the next one's going to be. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was really like, uh, it really stuck with me when he said that and it made me like kind of less jazzed about the whole thing well, because it's, put it, this way. it just makes it more real. I it's know it's kind of inevitable, right? So sure. at least there's a car company. I'll say, and I'm maybe other people will follow up, but that is at least trying to make them engaging. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think someone said if this, like, if this car isn't engaging, then there's no chance of electric yeah. cars being engaging. Because and there have been, it is. Yeah, there have been electric sports cars. Like, this is not the first. I mean, it's not a sports car technically, but, um, but honestly, this is probably a better sports car than say the original Tesla Roadster. And I'm not trying to be anti-Tesla by any means here, uh, but Tesla's technology has not advanced um, in recent years. So I think criticism is fair. Uh, and this is kind of the next generation of what EVs I don't know can if that's be. true though. What? If the technology has not advanced. For Tesla? Yeah. Maybe. In what ways have they advanced beyond like what they released in 2012? Other than like, software upgrades but essentially i mean they have improved the range through battery and hardware updates they have improved the performance things like it does seem like the model 3 performance has a real claim to be an actual performance car through better brakes and suspension tuning it's not per specification the same car but i mean to say like they haven't they have not evolved the cars themselves all they've done in my opinion is they've expanded the batteries they have added motors, mm-hmm. uh, but essentially it is the same car and driving experience as it has been since 2012. But I think they've changed enough stuff to make it a different driving experience. Like it hasn't been a redesigned car, if that's Maybe. what you're pointing to, but they've added enough. No, it doesn't have to be redesigned. They've but added things to make it dynamically a better vehicle. Maybe. Like I, I think that still at its core, like if you were to drive one from... Uh, what now, eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and you were to drive one today, would it be that drastic of experience besides acceleration? Like, th- I know that, that is the, that is the part of trick to kind of like keep uh, chatter about. Mm-hmm. And, but beyond that, like, I think it would feel like essentially the same car. Probably. I think it would probably corner better and stop better and do things yeah, better. Yeah, I, I know that there's the model, uh, or they're coming out with, so is the, 100D out yet? I think there is a 100D, but I think the one that they were like Nürburgring testing and stuff is not out okay. yet. Uh, so the 100D would be the performance, like the like a performance Model S, and of course they have the Model Three yeah. performance as well, um, which again is has been heralded as a good car, like yeah. that it could rival, depending on how you view it, mm-hmm. uh, could rival in m3 in terms of performance um but i don't i despite it like being a different mechanical um, i don't consider it an evolution i think it is incremental change um mm-hmm. and it, even the model 3 is essentially the okay, same what would you want to see for it to be a change like you know batteries are not 
subject to re- revolutionary no, change. No, but we are we have just been talking about like doing something completely different, like providing a completely different experience, and that mm-hmm. would be uh like the take on like it is a completely different take right well i don't think that's their goal is that niche Mm, maybe i mean like they're coming out with you know not inexpensive performance models like and i you know the demographic they're aiming at is not um budget conscious in that like a whether you're choosing between a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car and a hundred and eighty thousand dollar car I don't necessarily think there is going to be like a difference. I think you're going to choose the car that appeals to you most at that price range. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're stretching it at $120,000, I think, uh, I don't think the that's one just democratic. One of the most interesting things from that car and driver article was that they said that the model S performance has gone mm-hmm. down in price to like 104,000. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'm just saying it's a, it's a, it is a large gulf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a large golf, but I, I don't know. Like, I think above a hundred thousand dollars. Again, like I'm sure. I mean, you know, obviously it's a lot of money, but I think that cross shopping the two, I think the demographics start to merge a little bit mm-hmm. there. Where yes, there are some people who like your budget might max out. Like you just don't want to pay more, or you can't pay more than a certain yeah. amount. Although I think that's kind of dubious. Like, I think above a certain point, you'll figure out. Uh, your finances will be in a. I don't know. I can't speak to you one way or another. It doesn't matter about that. But um, I'll just say that I'm I'm not anti-Tesla. I think that what Tesla has done, as far as a car company, uh, leadership aside, is has been pretty amazing. But mm-hmm. I do think that now, I think they're plateauing, like as far as what they're offering. And these incre- incremental changes are fine. I mean, it keeps things alive. People are still interested in the cars. People are still buying them, obviously. Um, but I don't know. Like, I can I see Tesla in ten years, twenty years? I don't know that I can. Uh, if this I mean, is the path the that they're things, taking, but the way things are, like, I feel like it's still going to take these normal car makers another ten years just to catch up to where Tesla's battery technology is. Mm, yeah, sure. Or I think something else is kind of interesting that one of uh, one of the salespeople had pointed out um, was that beyond the technology was the service and support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while Tesla does have the supercharging network, which obviously is extremely beneficial for long distance driving beyond that, like if you don't take your car outside of the city, which I think is a pretty large contingent um, serviceability uh, and serviceability just in general is a big thing. Yeah. Um like you can just stop by any Porsche dealer and in theory, uh, and this is not just limited to Porsche. Let's just say like if uh, other major manufacturers picked up the game, um, you suddenly have a much more normal car ownership experience where like say for instance in Texas where yes, we are a little bit backwards about many things, but also including um, Tesla not being able to have dealerships here. Right. Um, So, and this is more of an. This is not even limited to Texas, but if you get into an accident with a Tesla, it's difficult to get your car back on the road yes. in a prompt manner. Um, and or if you have an issue with your Tesla, you can take it to a service center, but you're gonna have to go to a remote service center in Houston. There are like three or four. I forget uh, exactly how many, but they're not in the city center. Um, right. So I think that's one of the factors in this as well. Sure. Is um, that 
you have that component to it. Now, I, I completely agree with you that Tesla is ahead in terms of technology and development uh, or development of technology. But the other manufacturers, once they get it figured out, they also now have the backing of immense corporations and support networks behind them. Right, right. So I don't know. Um, It it ties into what another thing that, and I'm quoting what the guy from the dealer said, but if this is like a corporate line, it kind of uh, is very refreshing. He said like, it's not going to be for everyone. Like if you're like, yeah, I need that. 300 miles of range it's like well you should go you know go look at a tesla but but the fact that they're willing to say like this isn't for everyone this is a porsche like i think that's really cool because it's so refreshing to see because it seems like every single other move electric or non-electric in the industry is how can we be everything to everyone yeah i mean that's what bmw has done for the last 15 years yeah and that's what uh, you know and and that's why we have everything as a crossover sure and so to say it's not for everyone I just think that's like, oh, I, that gives me supreme confidence. Yeah. Um, that it's coming from the right place and that it's like got I agree. a good, good like, future. They, that, no one very, in this industry says that. They're very uh, reasonable about their expectations for this yeah. um, car. And I think, if anything at all, like it might have more of a... I, I liked the measured approach. Like... Uh, and I know this is more like probably a reaction to just how crazy Tesla has been in terms of um, just like promises and how they stretch the technology mm-hmm. to make the numbers work. And uh, that's true. That's another point. Like to elaborate on what you said, yeah, it's Porsche and Audi, which is a very similar program, but they are mm. promising. It's like the longevity of the battery is more of their concern than yeah. perhaps Tesla where you can get this range but you may be jeopardizing the life three years down the line yeah. on this battery or something like that. Because they it is a very oddly libertarian kind of like notion of car ownership in that it is you know what's good for you in ownership right. of this car, but also you have the opportunity to like push it till you break it yeah. if you want. Um and while it's great to have that option. Um, like they're, you know, they're pushing the batteries like to a charge point where it could potentially degrade if you use it in a um, ill-advised way with too yeah. much frequency. Yeah. Um, and that's always been the case. Like even in a Prius, like uh, you know, the battery capacity in the the second gen Prius. Uh, I don't. I. I only know this because, like, you and I have both owned one of those, uh, where, yeah. you know, you have the, the bars, like the seven bars or whatever on the screen that represent the battery. From God, I'm so glad that's a distant full, memory. <laughs> I'm so full glad. Full to empty, full to empty. And, but full is only 80%, and empty is only 40%. Right. And that's to keep the battery going as long as possible. Although, that doesn't always necessarily mean it's going to last, does it, Kevin? <laughs> uh, Decline to say. But let me talk about my ruse here. Yeah. So I went, I was coming back from the airport. Yes. I'd gone to Miami and I came, I've, I had parked at the airport just to, just so that I could drive back in the 911. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped by the dealer. Uh, I won't say which airport. (laughs) I've made it very obvious. Yes. And, uh, I stopped by and I kind of was like, I'm, 
you know, I was like, a, a buddy of mine came and test drove the Taycan, and he says, like, I've got to, like, check it out. And I was just saying, like, can you just show it to me? Can, yeah. You know, whatever. And, uh, and I kind of, like, came in as, like, a skeptic, even though I'm, like, the biggest nerd and I know everything about it. Yeah. And I'm pretty much on board. Yeah. So it was, like, immediately me as this person that, was like, didn't really know what was going on. Like I, and also like, you know, he asked me what I do and stuff. And I was of course untruthful. So when it came, wait, so, what did you say that you did? Um, I said I was a photographer and I said I was oh, an oil and it. gas photographer. Oh my God. So then when he was talking about 918 and GT2, I couldn't say, Oh, I've driven those. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, it was eating me up inside. Wait, so, you went to, I feel like you just could have gone to so many places yeah, with well, that. I chose not to. What kind of photography do you do? Are you familiar with nudity? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would have been so much better. Yeah. Uh, I could I, have written a check on the spot. I actually, I mentioned you. Oh, no. Like, by, like, vague reference. Oh, just dear like, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you get the, because uh, I was just making conversation while we were you waiting for the car to the back. You the same thing I did. Yeah, a little I bit. I was like, oh. Well, I was like, oh, 992s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. Actually, I said, like, yeah. I, I, I know. Actually, I didn't even mention you. I said I had acquaintances who oh, thanks a lot. Uh, were automotive journalists who had um, driven the Taycan, and they seemed to like it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, which was actually true. Um, but, uh, no, I did not mention you. I thought I did. I thought I said something like, oh, company yeah. with various automotive yeah i was like a friend of mine you know drove the 992 in europe and then i forgot they're already here so it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) yeah uh as all the cabs 992 cabs uh as they have been specced i hear um, they're gonna make a coupe yeah one day (laughs) um yeah i don't know why this dealership just had an immense number of uh 992 cabs i mean we've been seeing them for a while and then i remember like three weeks ago you told me you saw your first coupe yeah 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 uh, I've seen like a handful now, yeah. um, but they're still not plentiful. Yeah. Anyways, um, well, that's a, that's a lot about electric cars. Shall we? Oh, it has, oh. it has a, you, uh, code number. Oh, what is it? It's nine J one. That's not exciting. I know. Hmm. All right. I, oh, I hope. I know Porsche, you know, maybe they're trying to make up for the fact that they've just gone so uh, non-linearly with their naming yes. conventions. So this is their attempt at like, well, we did that intentionally. So now we're going to go with letters too. Yeah. Well, That'd be terrible. Th- so it actually is. It's, for jewels? No, it's, oh. it's uh, well, it's, it's, so it's Volkswagen's J1 platform, which Audi is going mm-hmm. to use very soon also. Mm-hmm. But also like, I think. Uh, I don't want to, I don't know how to, okay, I'm going to make this really brief. I'm sorry if this is going to take 10 minutes. So the Porsche number code, internal code yeah. and VIN codes yeah. used to be like in sync where it's like 996 and the yeah. VIN code has 996 yeah. or whatever. And then at some point they've kind of diverged. Mm. And so uh, like the 991.2 mm. has a different VIN code that has letters in it. Okay. So like a 991 will have a VIN that code that has 991 in it. And a 991.2 will have like 946 or hmm. 94B or something like that. Okay. Or like some other number. Yeah. Some other number letter combo. And so the yeah. VIN codes have kind of, I think it's going to be mostly VIN codes in the future. And the Macans have a VIN code nomenclature instead of a 
a Porsche chassis number. Like the the Macan has like a, I think it's like nine four B or something. Oh, really? And huh. so I think this is kind of the way it's going. I think there will still be with mainline nine elevens. I think there'll still be a chassis number, but I think I think the VIN code is kind of blurring everything. Okay. Um. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's really it's weird. So also, I think the same thing with uh, nine eight two or nine eight one. Yeah. I think the seven eighteens have like a number letter VIN code. Okay. And but they also have. 982 so it's like then there's two yeah two numbers oh interesting associated with it. it's very it's, i just it's unfor- weird. i unfortunately I, I, have I kind not of dived into this yeah like, you no know, i just kind of dived into this like last week yeah and, and i had paid attention to like like the newest the newest porsches as far as how that's gone mainly yeah. because like again my like uh my simplistic brain only goes as far as cars that might be in within reach of me yeah um but um uh, oh at the dealership uh, did you see the speedsters inside? Oh my god! That green one. Oh my god, the green one. Oh, that was yeah. so good. I took yeah. a picture of it. it was, we'll have to post that. Uh, and I think they had a blue one behind. The that. blue one. That's the one that Tom was talking about. Oh. He really liked the blue one. Yeah, yeah. It was like Nordic blue, I yeah. think, or Oslo blue. Yeah. Oslo blue. I was very close. Yeah. It's very. It's like a. It's like a little bit greener than Mexico blue. A little bit. A little bit. Less saturated, yeah. very very nice. But the green, yeah, I loved the green. That was amazing. Yeah, I I, don't, I didn't ask, but I, I, I'm sure that was paint to sample. Yeah, uh, they're both paint to sample. So yeah. I mean, they're presumably they're private owned. I and, guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the dealer can just paint to sample stuff to sit on the showroom. Oh, I assume like, that someone had like traded it in for like uh they got it and they traded it in for a car and cash because eh, it could be um. It's funny that actually I never thought about that, but if you order because you're you own something, Porsche invites you to buy something, and they can only sell it at MSRP. Yeah. So you buy it at MSRP, but then you can turn it around and trade it back to them for the value of the car, and then money on top of that. Wow, uh, you're thinking like a oh no, person. <laughs> oh god. Um. Anyways, so yeah. So. We have a little bit of feedback, not feedback, audio. Oh. Uh, we have some feedback to our $500,000 $500, cars Yeah, question. it's still going. It, well, it's it's pretty wrapped up, so I'm going to read the responses uh, because they were all better than ours. Yeah. Jordan Cole Photos uh, at on Instagram, he suggested an XJ220. Which is pretty good. And pretty good. We put that in the Instagram. Uh, Daniel Sloan seconded that. Uh, our friend at Mono Specio Tom said a BMW M1. Pretty good. Pretty good. This someone named Crashbox on Twitter mm-hmm. said a 1922 Bentley three slash five point three liter with VDP style coachwork. Oh. And that was like four hundred. Okay. Okay. Right under the mark. And then we had some weird customs, which I thought was like you know more power. I'm I'm not sure if that would be my choice, but I a Zimmerman. Uh, no, no. Uh, Eli Fitch on Twitter said a custom Denon S65 swapped E30 Ooh. M Touring. Okay. S65 is the V10, right? That is V10. Okay. Uh, Will Pierce, friend of the show, great as the world on Twitter said. Stratos, and then I said, uh, Stratos is gonna be like worse to drive, like it's gonna be worsely <laughs> made than a replica. So yeah. he said, He said, a replica with the 2GR FE engine, which is the Avora motor, okay, the V6. 
uh, in a Stratos replica. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Uri Halevi said, a 1995 Previa with the Estima independent rear suspension, a 1UZ, and GS F-Sport seats. So wow. that's pretty hardcore. Uh, Kyle J. Hyatt suggested a Mercedes 600. Oh, good choice. Uh, Tony, I cannot pronounce his Twitter name, but he said a Delta S4 or yeah, 500 yeah. Dustbuster Vans. Oh. I pointed out, I reigned on his parade so that Delta S4 is now above 500, but yeah. maybe, maybe you could find one. Uh, Brad B.C. Brownell didn't follow the rules, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, How many cars did he spec out? He picked multiple cars and a house, yeah, (laughs) uh, which is absurd and frowned upon. And then Sergio, our friend, S S S Evita on Instagram said he picked. He had links for a 1995 Carrera RS, a 993 RSR, a 2011 GT2 RS, which I think is interesting Mm -hmm. because that was Mm -hmm. a manual, uh, and a. I think he had a GT3 RS 4.0. Hmm. Um, okay. So yeah. some good suggestions by all. Um, I'm going to toss in one more there. Oh. Uh, did, wasn't late. there a uh, Butte Grand National with like 26 miles on it that sold for like $200,000? Did it? It was a pair of them. Okay, I feel like there's a million of th- with that many miles. No. There's more with less there was than like a, 100 there were like, miles. There were like a pair of barn finds. There's they not sold barn like finds. It's a boomer bubble find. So that falls like under the under the budget. Uh, there you go. Yes. Amazing. Well... All right. What do you think? Was that I, a good one? I think it's a podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, some say. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at new four ninety six. We, we also have, a have Twitter. A Twitter now. new four ninety six. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Podcast sentient created itself. Yes. Certainly not one of us. Yep. Uh, also at new four ninety six. Uh, and email us should you want at new 496 spelled out at gmail.com yeah um thanks for listening bye goodbye